0: Hi there, I'm Cal Thomas, welcoming you to the sixth episode of The Edmontonian. We've got a great show lined up for you today, including an interview with an Edmonton man who wants to start the city's first vineyard... And we speak with Dirkus Dirksen, a local personal trainer and gym owner, about how to get into really, really good shape. All this on today's Edmontonian. My next guest is Robert Bordeaux, a local wine expert who is in to talk to us about some exciting news about plans to open Edmonton's first vineyard at the old Edmonton City Airport site. Robert, you're very, very welcome to the program. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Uh, having me here. Well, well, thanks for coming in. So, Robert, a lot of people, myself included, were shocked that Edmonton could could sustain a vineyard. Where did the idea come from?
1: Well, uh, the idea it came from when I was stuck outside, and all I had on me was was grapes. I had grapes, and uh, they froze. And so, uh,
0: so, so sorry, you had just grapes in your. I
1: was uh, I was grocery shopping. And uh, I went to buy grapes. Bags of grapes? I had bags of grapes. And I lived off those grapes. I I crushed those grapes to uh, keep myself warm and turned those grapes into wine.
0: So you you turned these grapes into wine just in the course of the few hours that you were locked out of your house?
1: Yeah, I realized then that it's actually the uh, Edmonton cold weather that uh, speeds up the uh, fermentation process, actually.
0: I imagine then um, the alcohol of those quickly fermented grapes mm-hmm. probably kept you warm, mm-hmm. sustained you until I don't know. Did your I, I shouldn't assume you're married, but did your wife or partner?
1: Yes, my uh, my partner sh- showed up and let me back into the apartment, and that's when I, I realized I, I had to uh, I had to start a vineyard here.
0: So were you pretty drunk when
1: when Uh yeah, joined? I was very drunk. I okay. was very drunk. Okay. And uh, and
0: had you anything to drink before that day or was it all purely from the frozen grapes?
1: I did actually. Yeah, I just came from a party from the bank where I was uh let go. Okay. <laughs> and uh you know, I'd always wanted to uh open a vineyard. It's always a, a dream of mine.
0: You're sure that you were getting a buzz or a little bit Drunk and and warm feeling from the frozen grapes. It wasn't from the alcohol you'd already consumed at your party. It was it was from the grapes.
1: It was definitely from the grapes. Definitely from the grapes. Since then, I've tested growing the vines uh, in our in a, a test vineyard out uh, near Beaumont. Okay. And we have uh, thirteen different grapes growing now.
0: Wow. Okay. So yeah, I'm glad you brought me onto that. So so tell me a little bit more about the process. I, I assume you you grow the grapes here in the summer and then they they naturally freeze in the winter in Edmonton.
1: Uh, yeah, that's right. We uh, we actually keep it keep it going all all year round. Okay. We uh, keep the uh, vines cold by uh, cuddling the the vines.
0: Do you keep them cold by cuddling. Uh, we keep
1: them warm. We keep them alive by by cuddling the vines in, in the winter months. In the winter months, uh, we have to do that
0: three times a day. How many vines do you have right now, approximately in Bowman? Three
1: hundred and eighty-two vines. Three hundred
0: eighty-two vines that need to be cuddled three times a day each. That's right. Right. Yes. So that's almost a thousand cuddles.
1: It is about a thousand cuddles a day. We have 18 staff members.
0: Could you being a I assume a connoisseur at this point too know the difference between a wine that came from the grapes of a cuddled vine versus those that came from the 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 grapes of a non-cuddled vine? Uh,
1: definitely and and you know what? I I think other people could tell as well and I think that's uh a lot of the the success of uh the the frozen grape in fact i've brought i've brought some samples uh, oh, for I you to taste that. That, and wonderful. Uh, yeah if you if you want to give this one a try okay this is our srila sarahrah oh, yeah just thank um <clears throat> thank you for pouring that out for me yep give Give that a try
0: yeah that's um that is different.
1: This, this grape is um tickled grape.
0: Well, it certainly isn't like any wine I've ever tasted before. I have to admit, it would take me a bit of getting used to.
1: Yes, it is uh, definitely an, an acquired taste. Each of the grapes are individually tickled until they're disintegrated into wine and then fermented with paprika.
0: It, 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 it sounds like a, an amazingly labor-intensive process between the cuddling and, and the tickling mm-hmm. and
1: each bottle of wine uh, goes for about nine hundred dollars
0: and that's because your labor costs i imagine are pretty significant
1: they're very high
0: okay yeah. how long does it take to, to make the, the wine that you just got me to taste the, the sarah sarah sarah
1: well that's actually it's, it's a one-of-a-kind bottle it took us about a year and a half just to make the bottle
0: and and again, between the cuddling three times a day and the tickling of the uh, the grapes individually, mm-hmm. you're talking lots and lots of man hours gone into the, each bottle.
1: That's right. Uh, we only hire men actually
0: for oh, okay. for the cuddling. Okay. And w- what what's the reason for 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 that?
1: It's the testosterone. It actually needs. Uh, so
0: that rubs off kind of on the the vines and the wine. Uh,
1: yes, we do. We do ask the men to rub off onto the. Onto the grapes that. Yeah.
0: Okay, how is business going so far? Do you sell in local stores? Do you have your own store?
1: We've largely exported, largely to to, to, to where, um, places like uh, India, Australia, British Columbia.
0: So you only hire men. It takes thousands of man hours per bottle of wine. Mm-hmm. You you get those men to cuddle, uh, rub off on, and tickle and lick. The grapes are you profitable?
1: Well, uh, I didn't start off profitable. A lot of investment, about uh, 10 million dollars in investment
0: of your own money.
1: Uh, that's right, me and my partner.
0: A huge amount that you put in, but also a huge amount that you had as a nest egg to put in.
1: Well, yes, I worked as a banker for for many years. Ah,
0: okay. What were your sales last year?
1: 25 bottles last year.
0: 25 bottles at about 900 bucks a piece. Mm-hmm. So you made about $20,000. Or $22,000 or so. Yes, roughly that. Okay. I have to say it's a, a unique uh, proposition and uh, something that I doubt will be replicated anywhere else in the city.
1: Definitely not. We're we're very proud to be the furthest north uh, vineyard in the world.
0: In the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that certainly is a, a unique selling point for the product. That and the fact that so much labor and, and I guess you could say love Mm. goes into every bottle literally
1: it is a passion project
0: well robert uh it was a pleasure to have you in studio today thank you so much for coming in oh thank you this episode of the edmontonian is brought to you by canadian banks canadian banks you're poorer than you think Our final guest today is Dirkus Dirksen, a local personal trainer and fitness fanatic who's here to talk to us about getting in shape. Dirkus, you're very, very welcome to the program.
2: Thanks for having me in, bro.
0: Dirkus, can you maybe explain to someone like me who's not a avid gym goer or actually a gym goer at all, how I would maybe begin the process of, of starting a healthier lifestyle and maybe a new kind of workout or personal training regime?
2: The body's a temple, but we don't always treat it like that. I mean, if you think about temples back in the day, they were pretty sweet. Right now, they're totally trashed, and they're pieces of shit. If we treat our body like a piece of shit, we're going to end up like those piece of shit temples.
0: So, Durkis, uh you're also uh, an owner of, uh, or a co-owner of the bullpen gym off Stony Plain Road in Edmonton, is that correct?
2: Yep. If it weren't for my brothers at the bullpen, I would never have gotten jacked. Now,
0: uh, those people your actual brothers at the is this a family business
2: well when i say brothers i mean more like metaphorically speaking brothers but actually my one brother does work with me at the gym
0: and is he uh does he own the gym with you or is it just yourself or
2: uh it's me my brother daniel tim tommy tank and uh
0: Let's say I go to your gym and we sit down, we have a meeting. Um, What are the first steps? What are the first things you're going to advise me to do?
2: So you come into my office. We assume a light squat position. We're going to give your diet an overhaul. I mean, you've probably been treating that temple like shit. It's probably falling apart. We're going to have to clean that out, clean out that temple. And uh, the only way to do that is through a really strict diet regime for the first three weeks. Okay. Skinless, boneless chicken breast, and water.
0: So for three weeks, uh, you're going to put me on a diet of just chicken and water.
2: Yeah, cooked chicken.
0: Now, that sounds a little bit unhealthy. Again, I'm not a trained uh, fitness or nutrition expert, but wouldn't I not be getting all the nutrients I need from just chicken and water?
2: Well, everybody knows you need uh, lean protein to build muscle, but uh, i got to warn you, you absolutely got to stick to this diet. If you veer off from this diet at all, shit's going to go sideways.
0: So let's say in week two, I'm craving some broccoli and I add a little bit of broccoli at one of the you know, numerous chicken meals that I'm going to have. What, 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 what would happen in that instance?
2: Broccoli isn't really a bad offender. I'm talking more about if you drink, man, next morning you're going to be hurting. Pain like you never felt
0: like just a general hangover or something no
2: it's gonna be gout bro
0: it doesn't sound like the chicken and water diet is that safe then if if
2: oh it's totally safe as long as you stick to it for the full three weeks
0: but if i have a couple of beers at some point i'm gonna get gout
2: yeah science
0: so after the three weeks are up i go back to the bullpen I, I, I meet with you again. Wh- where, do we, where do we go from there? I'm full of chicken. I've been eating nothing but chicken for three weeks. I've stuck to the diet uh, rigidly like you, you wanted me to. Wh- what happens next?
2: Well, you're going to walk in. You're going to see all these sweet jack dudes in there, and you're going to think, I want that. But we're going to have to have a quick consultation first in my office. We're going to talk about the problems you have with your body, I'm going to point out some problems that I see with your body. I'm going to call in some of the other sweet guys that you were admiring outside and we're going to we're going to talk about what's going on with your body, how to make you look like us.
0: That sounds really really harsh. I I don't even know if I'd be mentally able for that to have other people point out my physical flaws.
2: It's really a bonding experience in the end, I mean, Being fully nude with a bunch of dudes, there's uh, no more kind of raw feeling than that. It uh, really helps you to be proud of the changes once you've completed the program. Knowing what you came from, having pictures on other people's phones to show where you came from. When you get to take that final profile pic at the end of the program, that's just money right there.
0: Okay, so I get that you want to take pictures to to have that foundation of showing me where I'm coming from uh, once I get to the destination um, where I would want to go and with you as my trainer, you'd want me to go. I, I just can't get over the hurdle of of standing in your office with a belly full of chicken and I'm, I'm naked And then you get the bros from the gym to come in and point out my physical flaws like that. I'm not sure if I would mentally be able for that, to be quite honest with you, Dirkus.
2: Cal, I gotta be honest with you, bro. If you can't make it through the nude dude experience, I don't know if you have what it takes to get truly cut. I mean, like, seriously cut.
0: So, how many people uh, typically go ahead and um, undertake the program after that initial initiation where they've stood naked uh, in front of a group of jacked strangers.
2: If you're coming into the office, you've already made it through the chicken face. You've gotten nude in front of the dudes. If, if people make it through that experience, I can 99.9% guarantee that they're going to get jacked.
0: I mean, ninety-nine point nine percent is a—it's one of the highest. It's almost a hundred percent. Yeah, it's one of the highest percentages there is. So that's a, a an amazing success rate if these people are getting jacked after going through that experience. So, uh, Dirk, is what 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 does the program typically cost? Like, uh, let's take me for example. I'm I'm thirty-four years old, um, uh, wh- white male. I don't know why I said white. Um, That shouldn't come into it, I know. But anyway, I'm a 34-year-old male. Uh, I want to take on the program. How long does the program run for, and how much does it cost?
2: Well, the program runs for uh, six months to a year, um, which you pay up front. Uh, Again, for the commitment level, uh, buying a full membership and paying up front, you're, you're financially committed to the program. Uh, we got them nude pictures of you, so you're definitely committed to uh changing that physique you just need to you need to come and uh we'll we'll give you a quote uh post uh post chicken post nude dude face
0: so I have to sign up to the program eat eat nothing but chicken and drink water for three weeks then go to your office. Have a bunch of strange, stranger jacked up dudes come into your office while I get naked and they point out my physical flaws. And at that point, we talk about how much the program is going to be that I, I'm going to go on.
2: You just, you got to commit. I mean, what's your health worth to you?
0: My my health is worth a lot. Are you eating a bag of chips?
2: It's my feet there.
0: Okay, Dirkus, uh, thank you for coming into the studio today. If anybody wants more information about the program um, that Dirkus is offering, um, you can go to uh, the bullpen
2: bullpen dot
0: The bullpengym.org. Uh, Dirkus, thank you for coming into the studio today. Thanks, bro. And that concludes episode six of the Edmontonian. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can get in touch with us on edmontonianpodcast at gmail.com. I'm Cal Thomas, saying thanks for listening, and goodbye for now. I clap you in the street
2: I'm eating M&M's Niggas like it's him again Sweetest like it's in the man. He just hit your men and damn She got a striped ten Looking for a white man Michael Jackson came out Like what the fuck man He